Assalamu alaikum girls, I hope you're all in the best of health and iman inshallah. Welcome back to another episode of the E Muslima podcast. Now of course as you can see by the title I'm really really excited to be like releasing a whole bunch of episodes to do with the Ramadan, the most beautiful blessed month in the Islamic calendar. I mean they're all beautiful and blessed but Ramadan is just my absolute favourite for many many reasons because I think Everybody is just so connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everybody's thriving and striving to be the best version that they can be of a Muslim and a Muslimah. For some reason, no matter where you are in the world, everybody just seems to be so united, subhanAllah. And everybody is just feeling more grateful. And there's just so much more kind of positive feelings and more Islam and ibadah just going around and like the sweetness of everybody just being nice to each other in the month of Ramadan, us helping one another. It is honestly my favourite time of the year. I absolutely love it. So this is just a quick trailer of just me going through what Ramadan is, why it is important to us Muslims, just in case I have sisters who are probably new to Islam or this may be your first Ramadan or if you are just somebody that, you know, you have been doing Ramadan but you actually just don't know what the story is behind Ramadan and I will try my best to explain in today's episode and I'm going to give you like a brief overview of what to expect in these next few episodes throughout the month of Ramadan, inshallah. Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar and the naming of Ramadan stems from the Arabic root ar-ramad meaning burning or scorching heat and this kind of you know signifies the importance of burning you know a believer's sins in Islam which is absolutely beautiful and it shows the unlimited mercy of our Rabb you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the fact that Ramadan is this beautiful month where the believer's sins are forgiven and they are burnt away becoming a new person you know being forgiven for all of your sins just shows the unlimited mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fact that Allah wants to see us in Jannah I think that is so beautiful that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to give us Jannah we just need to work for it we just need to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his commandments we just need to use the Quran as a guidance of our life so that we can get there because I always tell myself that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he allows you to do a good deed that is a sign of him knocking at your door and asking you to enter Jannah but to actually go through the door all you need to do is maintain those good deeds so the fact that you whoever is listening to my podcast this episode out there the fact that you have reached Ramadan that is a big blessing in itself because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has shown you unlimited mercy by giving you another opportunity to repent and become a better person and get closer to him. He's giving you another opportunity to enter Jannah. It is so beautiful, subhanAllah. Of course, Ramadan is the month where the Quran was first revealed. This is the year during which our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam, he used to meditate in the cave of Hira located in the Jabal al-Nur mountain close to Makkah. Whilst he was meditating, our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasallam, was visited by Jibril. He's an angel who revealed the first words of what would later be known as the Quran. Subhanallah. The angel Jibril told Prophet Muhammad that these words came directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he is the one and only God. If you read Surah Baqarah, you will notice that during Prophet Muhammad's time, there was a lot of idol worshippers and nobody believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A lot of people just resorted into idol worship. But the angel Jibril told Muhammad that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was the only all-knowing true God. 
After revealing the first words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jibril commanded that Muhammad recited what he had just been shown. He was able to recite the words perfectly, subhanAllah. It was explained to our beloved Prophet Muhammad that he was the final of the Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had sent to spread the teachings of the religion of what we call now Islam. The night that Prophet Muhammad first saw Angel Jibril is known as Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr falls on one of the last 10 nights of Ramadan. This is indicated to be the night of power. Now many Muslims believe this night occurred on the 27th night of the lunar year. Though some believed it occurred on any of the other odd nights in the final 10 days of the month of Ramadan. However, it could fall on any of the days in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Now let's talk about the revelations. While some believe that all of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's teachings were revealed on Laylatul Qadr, some other people, many believe that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam was not shown all of the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately and instead he continued to receive these revelations for a further 23 years or so following Laylatul Qadr. Now, you can decide whichever, whichever train of thought you choose to follow, but the principle behind these revelations remained the same. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala laid out five core principles to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam, which he said are the values that all Muslims, followers of the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, must live their lives by. Now, here are the five core values that are known to be the five pillars of Islam. First and foremost, the one that's the most important pillar of Islam is your shahada. Your shahada is the first and arguably the most important pillar. It's when a person declares their belief in one true God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one and only true God. We worship nobody other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we believe that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu was his final messenger. Then that is followed by salah. Salah is so Muslims around the world, um, the one of the most obligatory acts of worship is salah, so performing our prayers. So as Muslims, we must make every effort to pray five times every day in order to cement our dedication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and strengthen our bond with him. The next pillar is zakat and one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's key teachings is that we must give charity to those who are less fortunate and that is in the third pillar known as zakat. The fourth pillar, which is obviously the most relevant one, I mean, they all are relevant, but the one that obviously I'm basing it on, that is Psalm. This is the pillar from which Ramadan is derived as it means to fast. Ramadan is obviously observed by all of us Muslims in order to reach this pillar and commandment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us. And then the last pillar, which is Hajj, you know, may we all get the opportunity to perform Hajj and Umrah. I mean, those who are able and who are able to afford, those Muslims are expected to make at least one pilgrimage to Makkah, the location where the first words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala were revealed to our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam. Why is fasting so important in Ramadan? Fasting during Ramadan is one of the five pillars that we just talked about and it was ordered in the Quran and is expected that all able Muslims, so those who are mature and are in good health, should fast from sunrise to sunset during the month of Ramadan. So sunrise is what we call Fajr and sunset is what we call Maghrib. During this time, fasting is more than just not being able to drink and eat food. It is a means of worship and for Muslims to feel a closer and deeper connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, fasting allows each individual to understand what it means to go without food and water and to lend patience with oneself and those around them, as well as compassion for those who are less fortunate.
So Ramadan is a month of fasting and is a way of abstaining from things that are considered to be impure for the mind, the heart and the body. Now those partaking in Ramadan abstain from not only just food and drink but impure thoughts. This is where your kind of deeper spiritual connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala falls into. So not only are you getting rid of water and I mean drink and food but also you are eradicating the impure thoughts that you've been having throughout obviously around the time of Ramadan so I'm just going to go through kind of the basic um, principles and the basic kind of routines that are held in Ramadan so you've got suhoor or you might call it um, well I call it suhoor some people call it sehri um, you can call it other stuff in your own language I think everybody calls it slightly different I just call it suhoor and suhoor is an Islamic term referring to the meal consumed early in the morning by Muslims before dawn so just before Fajr Adhan begins obviously you have that time period where you can eat to kind of replenish your hunger and be prepared and be physically prepared for the fast for the next upcoming upcoming day then you have iftar. So iftar is the breaking of the fast. Now iftar is the evening meal when Muslims end their daily Ramadan fast during sunset. So during Maghrib prayer. This fast can be broken at the time of the call to prayer. So as soon as Maghrib Adhan goes off, that is your sign to go and break your fast. So make sure you are sitting with your loved ones if you are blessed to have them around you. And make the most of having that beautiful gathering and breaking your fast together inshallah. Do you know what? I remember like growing up as a child when I used to do Ramadan, like I remember going to school and because obviously from my previous podcast, you girls know that I went to an all girls um, school, which was literally a white girls school because I was the only Muslim there and there was about a thousand students across the entire school. Imagine I was the only Muslim like, wow, subhanAllah, everything really does happen for a reason. And I remember going to school and everybody would literally be shocked at the fact that I just couldn't eat and not even water, like I couldn't even drink water as well. And I just remember like growing up, I never really understood the significance of Ramadan. I mean, I understood that obviously it's a month where we have to show gratitude for the things that we have, for example, food and water. But I never really kind of developed my version of a Muslim growing up through Ramadan because I think my mindset back then was really different I mean I was in my teenagers I was influenced by different things different things were on my mind um but alhamdulillah now you know deen is my number one priority I try my best to make it my number one priority and I know that all of you girls do as well and I remember growing up and I was thinking to myself the hardest part of Ramadan is not eating food and drinking water like I remember that that was my biggest struggle but growing up I realised that that really is not the hard part of Ramadan. It's nowhere near being a struggle for a lot of people during Ramadan. You know what the hardest part about Ramadan is? And I've only realised this from ever since lockdown Ramadan, I think in 2019, that's when I really did start strengthening my deen and kind of um, reorganising my priorities to ensure that I'm prioritising my deen foremost. And I realised that the hardest part about Ramadan for me personally, and maybe all some of you girls might agree with me on this um it's not the long hours of fasting or the attempts of memorizing the quran or the standing in tarawih prayer or even staying up for qiyam the hardest part is realizing that we are our biggest enemy we really are our biggest enemy as humans we tend to kind of play the blame game we kind of dump it on other people but actually it's our own train of thoughts that are making us to feel bad about ourselves it's making us to be our own enemy now acknowledging that our nafs are actually stronger than we think they really are a lot stronger than we think we can control them 
but to some extent. Sometimes our nafs can really take over us. Even though, you know, shaitan is locked up throughout the month of Ramadan, he has still managed to leave pockets of influence all around us, no matter whether that be, you know, through people or through memories or just through just through daily life things that we kind of resort to when it comes to sinning. Um, all of these influences are still around us. You know, you go on social media and you have all of these negative influences still there. Like you might be in the month of Ramadan, but they're still lingering, you know. So it's obviously your control to react to how you're going to deal with that. You want to make the most of Ramadan, you need to be able to control your nafs. And that's that. And in order to control your ma- nafs, you have to place the boundaries, put the boundaries in place. It's a very hard, tough, bitter pill to swallow, to know that when we slip in temper, our impatience, laziness in ibadah, it's not because of the waswasa, but rather it's our own self and the evil that has built within us. Obviously, around in other months, around Ramadan, shaitan has existed and he has kind of put these um, negative thoughts in our head and he has put all these temptations around us. But throughout the month of Ramadan, you have to realize now you're the one on your own. Shaitan is locked up. But obviously he's still got pockets of lingering sins around you. But it's your chance. It's your kind of it's your way to show your loyalty and respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you are able to try your best to stay away from these nafs and desires throughout the month of Ramadan. Because if you don't, then you realize actually it's your nafs that are playing a big part in you sinning rather than the waswasa from shaitan but you know what despite all of this ramadan subhanallah is such a beautiful month where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes you realize it makes you realize to never take allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy for granted he his mercy is unlimited his mercy is truly unlimited we cannot even comprehend or even imagine or think about the level of mercy that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a person can sin over and over and over, but as soon as they turn one turn to Allah, one step in the right direction, everything changes for them. Allah forgives them. As soon as that person repents, makes dua and repents with sincerity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives them, no matter how much wrong they have done. It's honestly amazing, subhanAllah. And Ramadan is this beautiful month that Allah has given us. You know, the gates of Jannah are open throughout the month of Ramadan and our sins are being burnt away throughout whilst we are fasting, whilst we are doing our ibadah. And it's just so beautiful because Ramadan is a calling. It's a calling. It's Allah calling out to us and being like, enter my Jannah. Use this opportunity to enter my Jannah. And like I said before previously, the fact that you have reached Ramadan, inshallah, is a big blessing from Allah because that shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you so much that he wants to give you another opportunity to redeem yourself, to find yourself back to him. Because you know what? Allah's mercy is greater than his wrath. And you have to kind of remember that. You have to have that mindset. But you know what's really scary is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us so much and he forgives us so much and he gives us so much mercy, we take it for granted. And the scary thing is we take it for granted and you have to think to yourself, how much do I actually thank Allah for all of my blessings? How much do I actually sit and thank Allah for all the times he has forgiven me, for all the times that he has saved me? We could go from this world any day, yet Allah is allowing us to wake up every morning to repent, to redeem ourselves as Muslims. Just think about it. It's a deep thought. Think about it. 
and then till comes that day where we are in our graves once our soul leaves our body that is it the gates of forgiveness are closed and that is the most scariest thing because there is no turning back there are people that have gone into their graves thinking that they have done nothing wrong in this dunya just to go into their grave and you know feel the torture of the punishment of the grave and literally hear them nobody can hear them in the outside world but in their graves they are screaming to go back to Allah they are screaming to Allah ya rab please take us back to this dunya so that we can pray to you we can believe in you you know we will not we will lower our gaze we will do this we will do that but that's it the gates of forgiveness is closed for them. So let's utilize this Ramadan, inshallah. Let's do the best we can, okay? This is an opportunity to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be mindful of Him. In the Quran, it talks about, you know, being mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. It comes up in nearly almost every surah. And Allah is all forgiving and all merciful. That comes up in, I think, all surahs. If uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. If not most of the surahs, it comes up. Does that not signify, does that not tell you, put a thought into your head, does that not, you know, do something to your mind where you kind of sit and think, my Rabb is so merciful and so forgiving and if he is giving me that opportunity, why should I not take it? Can you not see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually wants you, 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 you to come to Jannah? That's how much he loves us and if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us so much, then who are we? to not love ourselves and not work hard we are working so hard for this dunya we forget that this dunya has come from allah allah can take that away from us so this ramadan inshallah you know may we all kind of disengage ourselves from this dunya and use that detachment from the dunya as a means of attachment to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this worldly life Ameen. And may we, you know, be granted the blessings and the sweetness of this Ramadan. May this Ramadan be the most beneficial for us, that we can take on good positive habits that will allow us to grow even further, closer to our deen and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ameen. You know, may we all be forgiven for all of our sins intentionally or unintentionally. Ameen. And yeah, that's all I kind of wanted to say about Ramadan. I'm so, so excited you girls like i am so excited for this ramadan and i cannot wait to show you girls exactly what i have planned out the next few episodes that i'll be re releasing in ramadan i don't really want to be giving them away too much i feel like i've kind of given a hint here and there um but i want to save it for the kind of dedicated designated episodes in the future inshallah i just wanted to kind of briefly talk about um just some of the podcast episodes and topics that i will be releasing inshallah throughout the month of ramadan but it will be more to kind of do with you know routine and making the most of ramadan and developing good habits and just being that kind of like muslim it girl um meaning basically muslim it girl means being the best version of a muslimer you can be for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i just love that concept so much and um, because everybody's on their own journey and everybody's their own it girl so some of the topics that i will be covering one of the most requested topics and i cannot wait to release this episode is to make the most of ramadan whilst on your period that is like the number one i cannot wait to talk about that and um, we're going to talk about preparations for ramadan and um, routines in ramadan and ibadah routines 
some tips and things like that and you know ensuring that Ramadan is a life-changing experience for you it's kind of all rounder all of these things put together inshallah so I'm really excited to be releasing that um in the next few episodes of Ramadan I- I'm literally so so excited about Ramadan can you hear my excitement like I've just oh, maybe all witnessed this beautiful blessed month of Ramadan um I mean I'm just gonna end this kind of trailer episode um, with a Ramadan tip that I want everybody to think about and it, to be honest it's a big reminder to myself almost before I share with anybody else just a quick disclaimer um, but make Ramadan different this year make Ramadan make fasting different now may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on us but you know when you fast your hearing and sight should also fast and your tongue should also fast by keeping away from lies and do not harm people around you don't let the day you fast be the same as the day you don't fast subhanallah that last sentence don't let the day you fast be the same as the day you don't fast and that is talking about your actions your akhlaq your adab it's talking about your ibadah it's talking about all of these things make it different do you know what it is i remember going to a light upon light talk back in january and um sheikh omar Suleiman he said Think about where you want to see yourself. You don't know if that's the plan for you, but think about where you see yourself, the conclusion, the final end point. Now, obviously, our priority as Muslims is to become the best Muslims we can be. So we are we see ourselves being the best Muslims we can be, praying us Allah five times a day, prioritizing Allah, reading Quran, doing all of these things, giving charity, helping those around us forgiving others seeking forgiveness all of these things we picture ourselves to be the best missing that we can be that's our conclusion now it's about getting there you want that you need to work for it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran he does not change the condition of a believer until they change what is in themselves subhanallah that tells us you can't just expect allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you these blessings you have to work for it if you want to be that best muslim you can be you have to get up and drag your heart to do these things do these acts of worship and you know what the blessings will come with hardship comes ease with hardship comes ease ease happens at the same time to the point where you won't realize it will be your heart dragging you to salah to all of these acts of ibadah i just kind of wanted to finish um the podcast episode on that note now no matter how far you've gone ramadan is always your chance don't waste it i pray everyone tastes the pleasure and sweetness of this holy month i mean i cannot wait to speak to you girls again in the next few episodes and just talk to you girls i love hearing messages from you girls it's just it's honestly so lovely and may allah always preserve you girls and may allah you know protect us and keep us under his guidance keep us on the straight path i mean and i pray you and your loved ones have the most beautiful blessed month blessed time of ramadan um i mean take care my loves and assalamu alaikum